Welcome to The Measuring Line. I'm your host, Heath Meadows. Today is Sunday, February 19th. Just returning from Asbury College and the revival down there, I actually drove about three and a half hours to the revival yesterday on Saturday. Spent almost, man, oh man, five, six hours in line and discovered that it was another Oh my goodness, probably another six to eight hours before we could get into the sanctuary. So that wasn't going to happen. And uh, so we ended up just going to the courtyard where they had screens up and uh, there was a a live broadcast of what was going on inside the Hughes, which is where a chapel, Hughes Chapel, where it was taking place. And uh, yeah, just to see, first of all, just to see the hunger for the the presence of God. It was just incredible. I I can't even explain just the awe that struck me when, you know, you see license plates from California, Dallas, Texas, people from India traveling across the sea to come to the revival, the hunger that's out there. There were literally thousands upon thousands of people there. It's just incredible and really gave me so much encouragement for just, you know, the church, the hunger that's out there, this nation, the world, you know, just a lot of encouragement to see that kind of hunger for God and people chasing after God. And so when we get to the courtyard, the presence of the Holy Spirit was very, very heavy. Even in the courtyard, it just, yeah, it was incredible. There was people repenting. There was people being delivered. There's people being set free from addiction. I mean, just incredible signs of revival what really revival is now there's the fruit of which will be you know that'll have to be determined down the road because some of those signs of revival is just a renewed love for the word of god and sacrificial love for god and in in your neighbor and those things you know those will have to be judged later and maybe we'll however i will tell you that i am deeply deeply grieved almost to tears I, i i don't know if i can it, it'll, it might be a little emotional podcast. It just was announced today by the president of the university that they are shutting down the revival. This, this just, I can't, I can't explain to you how grieving this is to me and to my heart. I'm, this just breaks my heart. And uh, I'm going to read to you the statement that Charisma News just published a, just a few minutes ago. I got wind of it early this morning from another minister that they were shutting it down. And uh, I'm just, I'm really confused. I don't know what to say about it other than I, I, there is, there is a righteous anger really welling up in me. So the revival at Asbury basically was in its 12th day today. The final public evening service will be held tonight at 730. The final public worship service period will be held on February 22nd at 2 p.m. I can almost guarantee you with this announcement, the Holy Spirit's grieved. I wouldn't be surprised if it disperses after this. Brown, who is the Dr. Kevin J. Brown, who is the president, basically states that a disruption in the continuity of the student's academics experience as a university, our first commitment is to foster the minds and hearts of students who have been entrusted to us and who are central to our mission. So first off, let me say, I completely understand the logistics and the chaos of what is happening. 
the the traffic into the town. It's a little town. The gas station blessed up the employees' hearts. They were working their butt off because they're. I mean, I think they were selling probably a thousand cups of coffee an hour, maybe more. I don't know. Just you know, the logistics definitely very, very, very challenging. No. That being said, I am the pearl of great price. What are you willing to give to be in my presence? It's what God spoke to me over a year, a couple years ago when we were at a meeting and his presence was thick there. If he is the pearl of great price in our hearts, does logistics qualify us to cancel a revival? Does our academic calendar require us to cancel? And I hate to say this, I, this is pure speculation on my part, but there is a there is something in me that says, you know, if we have to cancel classes, we can't charge tuition. And that's the truth. And so I hope that's not what this is, but it sure smells like it. And I am so grieved. Like I said, I mean, to tears. This I think this grieves the heart of God. To see the hunger in people, not students. This isn't just about, it may have started with the students and this Generation Z and, and, and God demonstrating that, the churches, I, I believe it was an indictment on many of our churches. The churches can't reach Generation Z, but I can. That's what he's saying in this. This is a faith. This is a faceless rev, revival. There's no one taking credit for it, and yet it's moving among the students because we failed them. I mean, this generation. The statistics were just released before this bio, this revival broke out. That this generation is the least religious, the least likely to attend church, the least church attendance. There's only like 20 or 30% of them attending church. And we're going to kill this thing because we think academics is more important than the life-altering presence of the holy God. This is a doctor of a seminary. Isn't that what seminary is to do? Have we just completely lost our flipping minds? I don't know. But I get it. You know, like I said, it's got to be challenging. But you know what? I would do whatever I could. I would not stop. I, just personally, me, this country, this nation, this world needs a move of God where there's, the hunger is for it. And there's such a desperation for it. It just incredible to me that you would shut this down and he goes on to say students have not only had to juggle various campus commitments academic athletic extracurricular and internship with our various campus services but also the throngs of people who have entered the dimensions of their space we're all the family of god what are we teaching these students teaching them that academics is more important than fellowship and more important than the holy spirit and god and we're, this is incredibly, I, I just, I don't know even want to say to this. For some, this has created a sense of being unsettled and even alienation from their campus community. Are you kidding me? You, again, the humanistic God of self. If you're disconnected from your community while this is going on, then your heart's not right. And you need to repent. Maybe they need to spend the extra time in the child. I don't know. 
All I know is I've seen people drive and seen people from all over this nation and around the world there Saturday, yesterday, repenting and crying out to the Lord on their knees in the and in in the outer outer court of the of the or the chapel and and just the worship, the presence. It was incredible, and. Even you know, taking my son and, and daughter-in-law there with me, and and their experience, and they had never experienced God in that manner, and so they were just in awe, and we didn't even make it into the building. So I I I'll be honest with you, there's part of me that's very, very angry about this, and there's a part of me that wants to do something about it, and uh, you know, this is something that I'm, I'm I, to be honest with you, I am struggling with with this whole thing. I don't know what this means. I'll be, it'll be interesting to me to see if these other universities that have, you know, quote unquote, broken out in revival fizzle out, you know, cause sometimes, I mean, let's, let's just be honest. I mean, sometimes it's, it's a matter, it's emotionalism and that's why we have and why I presented those to the podcast listeners, the the guidelines and the and the the signs of revival that have, you know, pretty much kind of lit the way, you know, or just at least gave us some guardrails as to what revival is and understanding. And so this will be interesting to see what happens in the next week or two with these other places. Did we just miss the hour of our visitation? That's a great question. You know, I just keep hearing the scripture where, you know, Jesus is looking out upon the multitudes and his heart was broken. He was moved with compassion, the Bible says, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And I just think all these people that were coming that were looking for, they didn't care if they had to repent. They didn't, they just wanted to be near the, they just wanted that presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. They were hungry for God. One that shows that a lot of Christians aren't getting that in the churches they're attending. And I just want to really implore with pastors today to, to take a step back and look at what you're doing and, and make sure that you're following the pattern that God has set for you and not what man has set for you or your denomination overlords have set for you to say this is the way to successfully grow a church. Are we worried about quantity or quality? Because I, I've said this many, many times, I believe this is actually more prophetic than what people realize, is that a return to simplicity is what we need. And I really believe that that's what this was, and that's where God will move. In areas that are unlikely, this was in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Wilmore's below Lexington, but I mean, it's literally just a tiny little town. And, you know, I've, I've said that before, I, that God was going to move and pour out his spirit in unlikely places and places that people would have to drive to because of the hunger. And I also said that the simplicity of the gospel and the cross and our worship, well, everything it needs, we need to pull back. This entertainment factor, this greater and bigger instruments makes a better and greater worship and, 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 and you know, guarantees God will show up. It does not. What guarantees God will show up is a contrite heart, humility, and a hunger for him. 
And this had that. This had all those markings. I mean, again, I was there. I don't really care what the naysayers say. I have no respect for anybody that says I can tell from far away whether it's a revival or not. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't really want to. I don't really care what you have to say at that point. You're judging without being there on boots on the ground. And I, I'll be honest with you. If I got there and said, "Ah, oh, this is just kind of a regular church service," I'd say it. I don't have any problem saying that. It's, you know, I went there basically with armed with Jonathan Edwards you know, marks of a real revival and, and wanted to go through and make sure I had an open mind. But at the same time, you know, one that not going to be just, oh, you know, headlong, this is a revival before I even got there and seen what it was, or it wasn't a revival. So yeah, I, I, I am at a loss for words. I know one of the things that really just, it really lights the passion in me to, to plant something in this area, in my area that focuses on pleasing God and not pleasing men and making sure that we are preaching a simplistic message, discipling people into deeper walks with Christ. And I mean, really, that's my vision and in and, and planning a ministry and, and getting families and turning the heart of the, of, the, of the father to the son and the sons to the father. And that includes daughters, by the way. And just really focusing on just there's so much i you know we have to have the word we have to have discipleship absolutely i you know you guys listen to me long enough man i am on that i disciple people i do that i i I study the bible i know that but i am telling you that one encounter with the presence of god will change your life there will be things that are lifted on it'll it'll drive things out of you it'll bring things that need to be but it's just the reality of who he is and knowing that even as he is correcting you, you still do not want to leave his presence. It's a, it's so it's, it's a beautiful thing that nothing in this earth, not academics, not, not, not a preach, nobody can compare to that. And we got to figure out a way to have this happen in our churches or our buildings or whatever and uh, if nothing else, this has really inspired me to do something about it. It's real easy to tear down, and I've said this before, but it isn't so easy to build something. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to look at that. I'm hoping that, that there is something that we can do or something that can, you know, I pray about it. I don't want to do anything outside of what the Lord has instructed me to do. But if you listen to this podcast and you live close to me, in the central Ohio area, specifically around Fairfield County, shoot me an email if that's something that you're interested in seeing and ministry planted that focuses on that. And maybe it's it's something that we do, you know, not on a Sunday morning. Maybe it's a Sunday evening. Maybe it's a Tuesday evening. Maybe it's something to that nature. But it's got to be something that we begin to pray and seek for the face of God to be revealed to those in this area. And if you're out there and you're not in this area, begin to pray to the Lord. What is it that he would have you do? Maybe revival starts with you. And because I'm telling you the hunger for that people have the need that people have to encounter the living. It's real. It's out there. And the church right now in many aspects, in many, in many churches, even today are failing because they're so caught up in trying to adhere to a worldly system. And this university is just, just 
following the suit of what we've all done. So encouragement if hopefully that these other campuses that have broken out in revival actually begin to simulate what true revival is. Right now, the only thing that I've heard is that the students are going into extended worship and prayer time. That's that's not revival, although it could be a move of the Spirit. The Spirit could be there. I'm not saying the Spirit's not there. The Spirit's everywhere. But revival is always marked with a holiness and a repentance. And, you know, not necessarily always the preaching of the Word of God, but that in conviction of sin, repentance, holiness. I've already taught on this, but a lot of those schools, from what I've heard so far, aren't really checking off those lists but i am i'm i'm always glad to see young people in the church in a sanctuary for extended periods of time praying and seeking god there ain't that's awesome and i definitely don't want to take anything away from that i just don't want to make sure i don't want to, i want to make sure i'm not calling them a revival but they're actually a revival and i'm not saying they won't become a revival if they're not now they very well may be they very well may be so Pray for the students at Asbury and maybe, and also pray for the, the, the president and, and the leadership there to maybe change their minds on this. My concern is this statement and, and the decision to do this has already grieved the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't be surprised. There's not a, just a lifting, even, even, even today, even as I speak. So hopefully not. Hopefully God will just just turn up the heat even more. That's what I'm praying for. And there's, they don't have an option, but to keep it going. So let's hope and pray that that happens and pray that revival continues throughout the land and that uh, people's hunger is in the areas that they, they attend church and they attend their community of believers. So until we talk again, God bless.